Welcome to Persons of Interest. My name is Derek Dockett. Like myself, Steven Herzog is a Missouri State graduate, and we are both sports-loving Twitter users. Now, I don't remember when we first connected on the platform, but that's not important for this podcast. Steven has a passion for journalism and currently serves as the news content coach for the Springfield Newsleader in Springfield, Missouri. We discussed what he does for a living, the current state of journalism, and even touched on some sports, including how and why he's a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Here's Steven Herzog on Persons of Interest. Steven Herzog works for the Springfield Newsleader. How long have you been with Newsleader now? Uh, it's been a little over six years now. Okay, awesome. So, um, obviously, you spend your time promoting what you guys do online and Twitter. That's how we sort of connected. Yeah. I followed the Newsleader, um, thanks to my connection with Missouri State, being alum. Um, but I think with the state of journalism, how it is now in the country, um, what you guys do, and how you're constantly trying to promote, hey, we're doing something that's a public service. What we do is important. Um it's important that people know that. Sure. So, uh, A, I want to make, make sure that here's your chance to tell your side of the story. Because I think most people don't understand there's not a real form. Like, we don't get the chance to talk to journalists and people that work in newspapers and get their side of the story, like, outside of just the job they do reporting. Sure. So, I want to be able to give you this form because I think it's important. I think it's cool. Uh, but also the story of, like, why it's it's a dollar a month to pay, you know, it's not expensive yeah. to buy a subscription and all those kinds of things. But, um, so how about this? Let's start where, how'd you get your interest in journalism and what led you to the newsletter? So it started with sports. Um, as a kid, I, I was a stats nerd. I couldn't wait for, I think it was called baseball weekly. You'd find it at the truck stop. It had all the stats in the back. Yeah. I love that thing. Um, that's kind of pre-internet, at least pre before most families had internet. Um, so that was huge. And so, and I really, I followed that interest all the way through high school and I was, I played basketball, but I wasn't nearly good enough to even play like NAIA or anything like that. So what could I do to still have an interest in sports? And I was like, well, I could be a sports writer. So I went to college for journalism and, uh, I got into it that way. And along the way, realized that I liked news more than sports. I still, I'm still a huge sports fan, but for my job, I much prefer the news side of it. Awesome. Are you native to Springfield? No, I, I kind of bounced around, but I went to college at Missouri State. Okay. So this kind of feels like home. Awesome. Awesome. As a second home for me, too. Right. I'm back here for alumni board meeting this weekend. So, so you find out you like journalism by way of sports. Um, How would you sort of rise to your current position now at the newsletter, how that sort of happened over time. Sure. Well, unfortunately, in the journalism industry, some of it's just through attrition. Sure. Like your newsrooms are getting smaller. People are leaving. People are retiring and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, it, people might be surprised. There's a lot of people in the room who have no interest in rising above reporter. It's fun to be a reporter yeah. and you don't have any interest in That's you know, the most engaging part. You're out right. Public, you're yeah. They're talking to people, telling yeah. interesting stories. Right. There's a lot of people who just love to write and don't want to stop writing. Sure. So, um, but I have some interest in editing and I love management. I love working with people. I love, we call it coaching sometimes too. It's really what it feels like. Um, I love that aspect of it. So, uh, I reported for a few years, did a few different beats. Um, then I became the engagement editor for a while, which is basically, I was in charge of the opinion page and we also did some other silly things online. It was kind of an interesting job. I did that for a couple of years and really liked it. Um, and then we had an opening for one of the coaches, which is like a section editor to oversee some reporters. And, uh, 
I went for that. Uh, my boss, Cheryl Witsit, um, she kind of, she told her boss that she was going to put me there even before I asked to be there. So I think she was kind of expecting yeah. that was the natural progression uh, for us. Um, and so I've been doing that for almost a year now and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So I've talked to, I've had another guest on who works at the Springfield Newsletter, Wyatt Wheeler, who's, I guess he is the sports department That's right. at the Newsletter. You're technically his boss. Is right. I have that That's correctly? right. Yeah. So do you get the chance to coach him on content ideas? I take it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why it's a lot of fun to work with. He's, um, it's very collaborative. He's got a lot of his own ideas, um, but he's happy to hear other ones too. Um, he's, he's always willing to try new things, totally different. He's doing some kind of investigative stuff right now. I won't, I won't say what it is cause it hasn't published yet, but I've been really impressed. He's trying something new. Um, he's doing a good job with it. Um, and he's he's a hard worker. He's one of the hardest workers we have in the room. He kind of has to be. Yeah. He's the whole department, um, but he takes it seriously, and um, he does a, he does a great job. He's really smart about um, what's going to resonate online. He prepared last night to write uh, a story about Juwan Morgan, who graduated from Waynesville. He didn't get drafted, um, but he got signed after the draft. He played at Indiana. Um, the first one of the first guys from actually from Southwest Missouri to go to the NBA. Um, so he had that ready and it was hugely popular people online yeah. searching for Juwan Morgan. And he kind of anticipated that. So um, he's a lot of fun to work with. And he's just, a, he's a complete goofball. Everybody that knows him. Yeah. Um, so he, he keeps it, he keeps it light. So yeah, that's great. Now we don't need to make this a pro Wyatt <laughs> episode of the podcast. So he's already had his time in the sun on my show. Um, but so I'm curious to know, how do you coach somebody? So one of the recent things that Wyatt published, um, and I'm sure you probably had some input, was the Missouri State sort of, I don't know if I call it report card, but you guys asked for fan input and votes yeah. about, you know, what you think about game atmosphere? What mm -hmm. grade would you give all the major sports teams at Missouri State? Yeah. Something you don't traditionally see from newspapers, more, more reader interaction type of content. Uh, which I loved it because you guys, you know, published, you know, different sport, different day. So I was on edge to see, man, when's that football report coming out? You know, yeah. it was interesting. It, it, it had me sort of hooked in, to know what was going on. Um, ideas like that, I'm guessing, is is what you guys collaborate on. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit of a mix of both. Um, that that one was his idea. He told that he came up with that all on his own. And I thought it was great. So I said, go for it. Um, and then also, uh, it's not a new idea, but I suggested him recently to do a mailbag. So he's been reaching out to people trying to get mailbag questions. Um, we, re we both really like that reader engagement type of stuff. Um, it's a really fun community. The sports community here isn't as big um, as some places, but they're they're really invested. It's passionate. Right. Passionate. Yeah. They were not happy about Jackie Styles, <laughs> even, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um so and he, and he he eats that up. He really likes to back and forth with them. Um, and I think part of that comes from his time on Twitter. He's really good yeah. on Twitter yeah. and he gets he's used to going back and forth with people. So, yeah, we're always looking for things like that to do. So when you do this online stuff that works well online, how does that connect with the actual paper itself? Now, I know um, subscriptions aren't what they were, you know, look back. 15, 20 yeah. years ago, but you guys still have the paper. Yeah. So is there still a connection of this runs online only, this runs paper, this runs combo? How does that sort of work? Yeah, that's great. There's a little bit of all of it. Um, and sports is a little bit different than news too, but uh, I would say most things are both. Most stuff is just, it's a good story 
it has a home online, it has a home imprint. There are some things that just don't make sense in print. Like yesterday I put together a, a silly little thing for John Goodman's birthday. It was just like, cause he went to Missouri state too. And, uh, just some of the great moments and some with clips and gifts and stuff. And we're not going to try to find a way to put that in print, right. you know, as the, the media was a big part of it. Um, at the same time, we have some stuff in print that it's a different demographic, honestly, that the column from, um, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that doesn't go into it, but we get some submitted community content like um, we from the library or from the Department of Conservation. And some of that stuff is online and I can't remember which isn't, but there's some of that kind of stuff that is just a little more valuable to our print readers than it is to our online yeah. readers. Do you guys still see a level of now Springfield's a different kind of community mm-hmm. like versus St. Louis where I'm from where I think more and more people are fine with the online edition, but there's still a set of folks that like to get the paper. And- sure. You know, on a Saturday or Sunday, have the paper. Do you guys see any ebbs and flows in terms of what's more popular or have people sort of grasp taken hold of the online and you guys put more emphasis there? Is it either yeah. way? Well, for sure, the emphasis always is continuing to increase to online just because as demographics change, right. there's a group of readers who are quite a bit older, um, even like beyond retirement. There's a lot of retired folks who are totally uh, happy to read on their phone or their yeah. tablet or whatever. But the, um, the older, older readers um, still love print. They're never going to get onto online, but that's just the demographic that'll continue to decrease. And then, you know, our, our, um, our product will change. Um, so we still have to try to get them what they want. They're loyal and they pay more than anybody else. Yeah. The people that get the print paper pay more. Um, so we feel some uh, loyalty to them too. You know, we appreciate them. So we try to give them what they want at the same time knowing that the future is going to be different, trying to make sure we're not behind when, when print's done it someday, someday print will be done just because we don't have the need for it anymore. Everybody will have it on online. Um, so you've got to constantly balance that. Um, usually we do that by trying to keep the reporters mindsets online and then the editors, um, kind of try to navigate print so they can focus on, um, online content. So does your position involve managing social media for the newsletter at all? Do you guys have someone that's dedicated for that? Not usually. We don't have a lot of folks anymore who are dedicated to one thing. I think there's like 16 people in the newsroom now from the heyday. When I started, it was like 40 or 50. And even a decade ago, I think it was like 80 or so. So it's a much different operation. But um, I have access and I can post when we need to. Um, But we have other people who do it most of the time. Um, And then... Wyatt, for example, tends to post his own stuff because for him, Twitter's more important than Facebook. Right. And sports is kind of the only area that's like that. Everything else, we get a bigger reach from Facebook. So it's kind of a, a whole team effort. Gotcha. So I asked that question because when I, I don't tend to post in the comment section of newspaper or on Facebook when, a, when an article's there, but there's that, we'll call it the vocal minority of people that say, you know, they click on an article on Facebook and they say, you know, to read this, subscribe. Yeah. So we, we, you know, paywalls is the term out there. When you hear people or see people complain about that, what's your reaction to it? So I, I kind of have two minds about it. Um, to some extent, I understand where they're coming from. Almost everything on the internet is free, right? You get used to everything on the internet being free. And for years and years, newspapers too, newspapers are free. Um, so we got to convince people that's not the case anymore. That's tough. Um, 
And there are some people who are really a couple dollars a month. They, they got to figure out how to make that work. There are those folks too. Um, at the same time, we, we really try to show people the value and it can be that cheap. You know, there's deals all the time for online, right. you know, dollar right. a month, $2 a month. Um, just to, you know, there are, there are news outlets that are free. We don't think they do as much, nearly as much as we do. Uh, we think we're worth that extra little bit of money. Um, and we got, we've got people to pay, not as many as we used to, but we still got people to work hard and, um, you know, they, they deserve to earn. Nobody's getting rich in the newspaper industry, right. unless you own a newspaper maybe, but, um, but they're trying to make a living and they're trying to, you know, provide for their families. So we hope people understand that and uh, are willing to support the journalism. Yeah. So I'm going to pick on Wyatt because just because he's easy to pick on. Sure. Um, but when you think about the next generation of writer or journalist, um, it's, it's strange. Social media has mm. helped change because we have this instant gratification thing now. And when breaking news happens, you know, someone's on the site, they're tweeting pictures, sharing video, yeah. a press conference with the police chief happens, stream it, yeah. Periscope. These things have molded the way journalism has now taken shape um, in, in this decade. When you think about educating like the next college sophomore or junior that thinks they want to be a writer, how important is the actual skill of writing versus having those other skills of being so tuned in with multimedia in your opinion? I would say the underlying skills are the same. You have to be curious. You have to know what questions to ask. You have to be able to analyze the world around you and be able, you know, quick on your feet mentally yeah. and physically in some situations um, and just be ready to respond to whatever's happening. Um, now how you then present that to people is, could change com completely. Um, you know, um, there's not so many 40, 50 inch stories in the newspaper anymore. There still are some, but, um, that kind of fades away a little bit. It's more kind of quick hit. Um, maybe a video is the best way to tell a story. Maybe it's a photo gallery and I'm sure that's going to continue to change. Um, but, I, from my experience, if you're willing to learn, um, you can roll with however the technology changes, however the storytelling changes. You can do that as long as you have those those real baseline skills to begin with. So when we first start talking, you mentioned sports is sort of what drove you into sort of journalism. Um, your favorite sports teams you follow? I've, I have nine teams that I consider my teams, oh, but you got a portfolio. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of bandwidth for, for love of sports, but I would say, um, Missouri state, cause I went there. I'm still a huge fan, uh, Chicago bulls. I grew up part of my life in Illinois, okay. kind of between the two Jordan title eras, okay. but I mean, just fell in love with the bulls in the NBA. Um, grew up a Cardinals fan cause my family was a Cardinals fan. And then over the years adopted the Royals cause I, they were like a lovable loser. So and Cardinal like, fan and Royal fan. You might be some sort of weird unicorn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've got some <laughs> weird ones too. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And it's kind of hard to explain. Really? Yeah. And, um, and I don't, I don't get to talk to many people about this, but I'm really into, um, uh, world football too. So I'm a huge Liverpool okay. fan. Okay. Um, so those, those are the main ones. How are you a Cleveland Browns fan? So <laughs> I was, I think I was living in, I was having back, back and forth between Missouri and Chicago and Illinois. Um, didn't really get into the chiefs. Didn't really get into the bears for whatever reason. I still kind of like the bears, but, um, I, it was weird. Like I thought Eric Metcalf was really cool. 
okay. He was like, he could run, he could catch, he yeah. could return kicks. I thought the uniforms were kind of cool. And I was like, you know what? I like the Browns. That's what, that'll be my team. And I've kind of stuck with them. <laughs> they left They left me for a while, but they're back now. And <laughs> he stuck stuck with them is actually a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've turned things around last year, and we'll see how they progress yeah. along. But, man, that's not an easy team to be no. a fan But of. it's kind of cool, though, to be like, I like the ups and downs. You know, the yeah. Cardinals have been good forever that's kind of why i ad- adopted the royals too i needed the, i needed the down too like it's more it's more representative of life i think yeah, that way. Yeah. yeah i try to tell people as a cardinal fan now this is in retrospect to the blues winning you know the stanley cup uh, a week ago but as a cardinal fan we really have been spoiled because yeah you know now granted the parts of the 80s weren't as always they were lean we'll put it that mm-hmm. way but uh turning the page into the 90s and that lean era but then all of a sudden 2006 happens 2011 happens you go to the world series a couple of times 2004 you know yeah. or 2003 you know just you actually make it or win a pennant and you may not win the world series but still having success i yeah. mean winning 100 games in a season is kind of like whoa we have been spoiled and i try to tell <laughs> tell my friends that are hardcore cardinal fans that to complain and and maybe complain is the wrong word of you know oh what's going on like trade trade so and so it's like eh. I don't I don't know what's going on. And part of this is me who's worked in sports, yeah. granted collegiate sports, but you don't really know what's going on in the front office. It's just sports. <laughs> it's just sports. That's how I put it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, man, I, I can't get over the Cleveland Brown thing, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, most people from in Springfield are Chiefs fans. Right. Uh, especially now that there are no more Rams in St. Louis. Right. Uh, when I was in college down here, the Rams were a thing, and there weren't many Rams fans, even including those that lived in St. Louis. And then the Super Bowl happens, and it's kind of like, you're a bandwagon. It's like, no, that's actually where I'm from. So I <laughs> yeah. think I can be a Rams fan, yeah. So, which now I'm not a Rams fan. I don't have a football team, actually. I think I root for the Red Zone channel. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my team. Keep so, it interesting. Yeah. yeah, just to be able to watch scoring plays whenever I want. So, yeah. Um, well, cool. I appreciate this. I, I didn't want to keep it long, but I just wanted to sort of – a get background on what you guys do because uh, a like I said I appreciate journalism because now as someone that worked in sports had a connection to beat writers and things like mm-hmm. that and now on the outside I really do look at it a totally different way just how I look at sports in a totally different way from having the experience it's like I said what you guys do is providing a service to the public so um, yeah I mean that that sort of sums up what what I was hoping to get out of this and you and you uh, said it more eloquently than than i could have probably said it so i appreciate you taking time i guess uh tell folks how they can follow you on twitter yeah and follow the news lead on twitter and, and give all the websites and all that stuff. yeah yeah so um i'm on twitter at s herzog nl um you can search stephen herzog too um news leader um I don't actually know what the actual handle is, but you can find the Springfield <laughs> Newsleader on Twitter. I'll link it in the notes. Of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, news-leader.com is where we have all that cool stuff. Awesome. Stephen, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Stephen Herzog for taking time to join me on the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at SHerzogNL. That's at S-H-E-R-Z-O-G-N-L. And follow the Springfield Newsleader as well at SpringfieldNL. I hope you enjoyed listening and would certainly welcome any feedback, questions, or comments. Feel free to shoot me a tweet at the docket and you're welcome to leave a rating or review on Apple podcast and iTunes. Thank you for listening to persons of interest.